I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Proudly brought to you each and every week by the terrible person that runs Caffeine Gums Australia. Jed, can I just say that some of the feedback from the last episode has been horrific. Absolutely really? horrific. Oh, not not for you. Everyone loved you. Yeah. More I just people putting more people hating, putting shit on me. You should go oh, away more often. Oh, Jed is man. Jed is clearly the star of the show. I could have fucking told you that. <laughs> no, people don't understand how it works. But mate, people just they're there to hey, trust me. I've got a good. Oh, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts today. They're um, all dead to me. A lot of people, mate. People die to me all the time. But you know what? It's great because it means that they're dead, and it means I don't have to care anymore. So that's a good point. That's a good point. I um. I've, like I, uh, you, oh, Lord knows you've been through this already um, with Souths earlier this year, but like you know, East would lose three in a, in a row for the first time in a long time. Um, and by God, howdy, doesn't everyone have an opinion on how to fix it? And I know you've already told me this um, earlier in the season, but like you know, just every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry. So on the Facebook, like your own fans are spraying you and like. Tell you what, they need to take a good look in them and maybe something they're doing. And I was like, tell you what, we'll just reserve the first block of training. You come down and run it. Like six thirty. But they never will. They never no, will. No, we, Suzanne, Suzanne, first block of training, you're running it. So there's this, there's this, this old fuckwit. There's this old opinionated fuckwit that used to hang around down here. Um, and he would, you know, won a premiership 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you got to train harder. I'm like, you've never been to training. I don't think they yeah. could possibly train harder. Yeah. So it's, how can uh, you fucking judge without seeing and knowing? Yeah, it's it's, it's great. I love it. Well, it, you know what? Yeah, like, I, I don't think it, it's obviously not fun. I'm not here to pretend that like it's some sort of pre-planned thing that we're losing games, but it's it's you know it's three A's on executions away from being first. So like. It's not really the end of the world. It's disappointing uh, because you know it, it's a pretty good, pretty tough run home. Um, but ninety percent of games are tough anyway. So you know it fucking is what it is. There's a number of games um, this year that I've seen might have been involved in some of them. That you you know a penalty goal goes over, a penalty goal goes over, someone gives a penalty. Um, it goes the other way, you know, something happens and you win the game. So it's like small moments. Small moments tend to decide a lot of the game a lot of the games unless it's an absolute blowout. Yeah, well, um, I mean, four of the four of the six games were within four, five points. Exactly. So like, you know, and yeah. And so how, how many they, shots of goal did you miss that game? Yeah, I can't remember. But I know well, whatever, I think, but you kick three shots of goal, you penalty goal all conversions, you win the game. Two penalty yeah, goals. No, but you know what I mean? I'll, yeah, of course I know what you mean, but it's it's just um, nah, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so but I've got a very very long memory, and I, despite the fact that people probably think it's easier to like tra- exist in like a Zen world where you let things pass and go, you, I fucking love it. I love people hating things. I love people putting shit on me or the things I'm associated with because I will just store that in my brain, and when I get success. I will, you're not allowed back in the sheds. And we've discussed this many times. It's people in the sheds after losses. 
It's the people who support you when you're down. And you're not allowed in. So, Suzanne, you're not coming. You don't get a grand final shirt. Or you, you don't get to come to back to the day, the Eastwood day. Like, fuck you. You're out. Um, so, anyway, I've got, I've got, I wouldn't say like we've been under enormous fire, but, you know, I'm, I'm just stocking up my hatred and it fuels me when I'm tired and when I don't want to do any more video analysis. I'll just lock into a bit of that and that'll keep me going. I've got this thing that I'm going to say to one of these people that I hate. And yeah. if they come up and try and talk to me, I go, look, I'm sorry. I don't talk to people I don't respect and just walk away from them. It's almost like that. I reckon that'll angry. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I don't talk to people. I don't talk to people. I don't respect and just walk away. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you a very serious question. Yes. Now I I kind of, you know, my mind is just jumping from different thing to different thing and I'm never really focused on anything, but there was a news while I was doing my vision quest on the North Island of New Zealand uh, last week, last week, I believe, I believe that um, a certain, athletic organization has banned transsexual athletes from competing yeah now i want to know your thoughts on that because i feel like this is a hot button topic and and you're a very rational logical reasonable rational person i I said last week it it, mr x was big into it and he it look i've got nothing against the lgbtq plus uh uh community but it's really the it's the return of the rational revolution uh, Dr. Drew on big podcast man, Dr. Drew, that's what he's calling it. And we're just going to be rational from now on in our judgment. So if you have been through puberty as a man, you cannot compete as a woman. Um, cause you, you know, when it gets into contact sports and it won't, cause like all the organization has followed, um, you're going to fucking kill someone like. So, okay. I just wanted to push back on that a little bit, a little bit um, of a hypothetical argument. If, um, okay. True. Amanda, if you all of a sudden decide I identify as a woman and you were in a UFC fight with Amanda Nunes or Chris Cyborg, would that be yeah. a fair contest? No. For them or for you? Well, if I was, it, that presumes that, that you're organizing fights between people who are completely untrained. And I mean, it would be an unfair fight for that. Because <laughs> they're, they're the best fighters in the world. Like a man in Nunez has to, she cuts to like 65, 60 kilo. I'm 100 and kilo. You know what I mean? So, like, that's not I reckon fair. she should beat the fucking shit out of you. She would be able to. I reckon I'd spark her. <laughs> I reckon I'd spark her. I reckon I'd. I'd just wrestle her and just lay on her for a few seconds. Mate, all she'd have to do is one little leg kick to the outside thigh. You'd go down like a big heap. She'd get on your back, choke you unconscious, and you're done. Yeah, and then I'd get the check. Well, as long as as long as she doesn't go after my two broken thumbs, three slip discs, any of my knees, or my left ankle, then I'm fine. I'd actually like no to issue. see that. Chris Cyborg versus Jed Gillespie. Well, speaking of returning to athletic endeavors, I... Um, didn't play, did you? No, not, I don't want to play. I'm like, actually, who listens to this? No, I don't think the American. Well, I'm meant to be going to Aspen to play in that mm-hmm. rugby tournament. I don't have mm-hmm. any fucking money, so I, at the moment, I, 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 I'm not sure how that's going to happen. Um, some of it's covered, some of it isn't, but it's very easy for the Americans to get from California to fucking Aspen, but mm-hmm. for us, to, for me to get from Sydney to LA, which is a shithole anyway, um, 
it's going to cost me a lot of fucking spinach. And then to have some shasters while I'm over there, it's going to cost me more spinach. So apparently, it's expensive yeah, I've got, at the moment. Very expensive. Yeah. So anyway, but I so in light of that, I did think, you know what? I might warm up with a like pre-training warm up last Thursday, just like try and get that left foot popping again, like a bit of bit of tracking. Mm-hmm. Show and go and, and all um, that. Yeah, and I, I have a, I got a, my knee locked up, um, so I don't think I'm ready to play anyway. I don't want to play. People always ask me. I don't know if they ask you, but they, mate, you must miss it. And I think I haven't missed it since I stopped. No, I don't either. No. I, and I don't know. I don't know whether that reflects well. I um, think it's because you got straight into coaching. I think that's why. I think if you didn't have coaching and you weren't involved, you might miss it because you don't have that purpose. Coaching so much more, like it consumes you more, and it's yeah. you know the the only th- thing that's bad about coaching is you don't get that release of playing. You you play the game, you go fuck stress, fuck, and then you stress out till the next game, and then there's more stress, particularly when you're losing, as you've just come to discover. <laughs> yeah, well, I I will say that. I, I agree with that. I think particularly when I got a bit older, I got a bit crankier, so I could get I could sort of just get rid of some migration. Um. But I don't miss playing at all. Fuck me. I couldn't miss it any less. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what, like, people who, again, and then a lot of people like will go and, like, they'll play a couple of games of fourth grade and stuff. Like, I don't want to do that either. I always just. No way and fuck. Blame the why I played third grade for South on the weekend. Yeah. What a, fuck, what a fucking maniac that guy is. Yeah. 48. Like, 48 years of age. doing as well. Like, Lagudi's been doing it. And they're like, every Has he? Fourth, yeah, every, like, Fifth way he's had one game, he got fucking sent off. I think, but isn't um, he out of young? Isn't he out of young? To define young, in Eastwood years, he's probably not young. In Eastwood years, he's nine hundred. <laughs> I'm nine hundred. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I did enjoy absolutely putting some boys on skates with my electric feet, but I, apart from that, I just wanted to go go to bed. <laughs> Couple of vapes, THC vapes, and just so are we. Are we let no THC range? Are we allowed to dive into where you where the fuck you were last week? Uh, yeah. I had to source a fucking a, a criminal out of prison and put him <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, so I, I I was messaging. I've got an agent friend in New Zealand who I get on really well with, and we're messaging after the semi final game. And he goes, "The finals in Auckland." I go, "Oh, you know, I'd had a couple of." quiet jamisons or beers or whatever and he goes perhaps you should come over and i've gone he goes if you come over i'll get you tickets to the final and i've gone i've got nothing to do so maybe that would be a cool idea meet some people you know spread the wandering bear loose heads caffeine gum empire you know just gradually branch out Uh, you know otherwise known as a tax deductible business trip tax yes and um, so I've gone, you know what, I'll go. So I booked a flight the next day and uh, went on the Wednesday and had a lovely week traipsing around New Zealand. It's a lovely country. Uh, I went to the Super Rugby final. I got to meet Scott Robertson on the day of, which was very cool. Uh, I went to Hobbiton. That is one of the fucking coolest fucking things, dude. <laughs> you, you're obviously a big Gimli fan, but. Um, you I, know, I, was, I, I like I like Lord of the Rings. I, I was big into it as a so, as a youngster, and I still it was recall it was where they filmed it. They kept it. Yeah. It was all, it, and it was beautiful driving in the middle of bumfuck New Zealand. Uh, also, a lovely place. Sheep everywhere. That also that is true. All of New Zealand is like that. But go on. 
Yeah, so I went there. Um, a fifteen-minute trip around the thing probably took two hours. It was like this English guy was into it. It was it was cool. And then we had a beer at the uh, the Green Dragon where they they had it in the movie. So they built this pub and they just kept it. So on site yeah. they brew all their own beer and cider and stuff. So you get a free drink sit in the garden. So that was cool. And then I went and watched Hawks Bay train for a night and just did like a big road trip. It was very very cool. I've had a very interesting couple of weeks and I'm very fucking tired. Oh, I'm so tired, bro. Yes. Why are you I'm tired? So, I'm well, so... you actually earning money. I'm spending money. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're tired from doing like a bit of a professional rum springer. I'm tired because I'm just fucking doing normal shit. Um, I, went to, uh, I went to an Auckland club game. That was interesting. Um, it's good standard. standard of, it was good. It's, it's The Kiwis have... Uh, I'm not going to say delusional sense of where they're at, but one of the boys in the team that I was helping, I wasn't helping, I was doing nothing, but he goes, would these two teams win the shoot shield? And I started laughing. Go, no, mate. No, they'd, look, yeah, they'd, well, be, com- they'd be competitive, but they wouldn't win. That's, um, the, that's, that's where shoot shield shoots itself in the foot because, because it's um, like semi-professional or whatever you want to call it. It's sort of... It's viewed as such, and so it's like it, its compatibility is then put in leagues where of semi professionalism, right? But like, Lord knows, we've all got guys over from New Zealand, particularly who are in like extended ITM squads, and they've been fucking awful. Um, or not yeah. fucking awful, but they're not first grade players in a good team. Um, like NRC days, they used to do that a lot. Um, and like yeah. you know, guys, guys come across from England. And like I suppose, like in terms of the semi-professionalism, like Nat one is the is the is the closest thing you'd align should should be. But the, the reality is that Nat one's not very good standard. Like yeah, if you get a good player from Nat one, they're not great um, unless they're tied into you know a premiership side or something. So we've got a guy who just came over from uh, from England. So it's been interesting to see his sort of perspectives on how it sits and like the different the different standards but then but then i would i would agree with that totally but then there's also big differences in the shoot shield standards so at the start of the season where you got all your club play uh, your rep players away it's vastly different to the end of the season and then when you're playing top teams who are filled with super rugby players and imports and all that kind of stuff it's a different standard again from the bottom two teams playing each other but that's yeah, beside sure. the point. The, the point I was trying to make is whilst um, the professional game in New Zealand seems to be thriving, as does the Bunnings NPC level, I think the club game's struggling over there, to be honest, from what I could see. Um, they're struggling for numbers. There's not that much financial support. And um, whilst there's a good tradition there, I think of the vast majority of guys who aren't going to make an NPC team try and come over here or go to Brisbane or get out of there. So... They don't pay anyone, apparently. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's hard to recruit unless you actually want to go to New Zealand or you're like a local guy. Um, yeah, which, is, which you're not going to want to do, really. You wouldn't go to Auckland, I don't reckon. Um, I met a bunch of bikies. That was interesting. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it was good to see. Good to see. I had a very interesting week. Got to have a coffee with Scott Robinson before the game, who's mates with the agent um, that I was staying with, and, he was a fucking cool dude. Walked down the stairs wearing a Randwick hat, which I didn't rate, but... Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering you know, where he got that hat from. Where did he get that hat fr- from? He's friends with Simon Poitivan, so apparently when they did the Aussie tour, they trained at Coogee and 
and he gave him a hat. So, and he didn't immediately burn it. So, unfortunately, well, Razor, you're you're off my Christmas card list. Well, I got to watch their captains run. That was cool. Nothing too groundbreaking, but just seeing how they go about things. Um, you know, there yeah. was a, surprisingly long. Probably lasted for an hour, which surprised me. Um, I would have thought it'd be a lot less than that, but no, very cool. Kiwis are fucking crazy rugby supporters as well. I was sitting around a bunch of Crusaders fans at the game and, you know, the Auckland, when Auckland started to, um, towards the end, when it looked like Auckland weren't going to win, people were just pissing off left, right and centre. So fights, I saw a couple of fights. It was awesome. Yeah, I like, I saw, I, yeah, fighting is very fun to watch. Let's get that very clear. And the, le- the least professional they are, the better. The what about that video from Newcastle last Thursday? Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Just fucking so is blind. It? <laughs> that's, it. that's why I always think like I'm not a big drinker. So if I'm out late and like a guy's that pissed, you could just sort of like move left or right and he'd fall over. Just grab him. <laughs> Maybe I'll head up there to bulk up my street fighting record. It was, there. was like me and Joey would just went out for a beer and he's um and we're in there and it's you, you're obviously a big Star Wars nerd like me. You, and you know the bar where they walk into and it's like different creatures everywhere? Yeah, you know. The, the cantina bar? Yeah, I don't know what that is. But the, yeah, that's was, the bar. Oh, is, you, the, so you actually know the name of it. Yeah. But you, you walk in this bar and it's karaoke and it's like the only thing left open on Thursday and there are creatures everywhere. And these two blokes walk in and they're the only clean-cut looking blokes in the whole place. There was a guy wearing a, a, an ankle length trench coat, for example. Yeah, you know, cool. couple couple of you know, couple hundred kilo guys, two hundred kilo guys. You know, some big fat fucks. But these two clean cut looking guys walk in, and they're hard. But enough about you, yeah. Go to the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Just dancing on their own, <laughs> and this security guard with a cartoon character on the back of his head comes up, grabs one of the guys, and kicks him out. And he just like stumbles and pushes the security guard because he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I haven't done anything. Then the security guard starts wrestling him to ground with this other Islander-looking guy, pushes him to ground, starts laying into him. They throw him out, and this random guy on the street just starts laying into him just for no apparent reason. And um, it was one of those things where no one knew how to fight and everyone, everyone went, went home safe. But well, yeah, that's, what, that's what you. Yeah, so the safety thing's not so important. I want entertainment, but oh, it was entertaining. Is, Newcastle is fairly. It, it is a bit of a deadly place on the piss. Not like if you're not going to walk out and get bottled, but like you don't mind you, your p's. You'd and mind q's, your p's and q's for sure. Yeah, there it is. You got to mind your your fucking p's and q's. Well, um, yeah. I mean, you haven't missed too much in the rugby world. You missed a round of shoot shield, which I know you saw the results. Um, there were some big wins in there. Obviously, Hunter, big win. Um, i trying to think. Parramatta got another W as well. Um, it's just been, honestly, it's just been a fucking... The fact that it's a shit show in terms of the outcomes is also very helpful if you're in our position where you've dropped a couple. So, um, it's, making, it's, making, uh, it's, making, it's making everything pretty tight. Yeah, I was, I was having a look at the, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, uh, not probably sixth, seventh, eighth, maybe fifth. It's all pretty close. You drop a game here and there, you could potentially be in quite a bit of trouble. Yeah, like I think depending on what happens, like I honestly think the Australia A scam has fucked some some people. What? I know like, the scam. The I just like I like the choice scam. of words there. Well, I, I like spoke to t- several of the players in the scam and they know it. Actually, I, I have heard some inside mail from 
the A's, and it was somewhat what we thought it would be. Like the guys who had sort of already played for the Wallabies, like I'm not sure how keen they are as opposed to the ones who are like sort of it's their first experience. So I think there's a bit of a – there's some diversity in the camp. Like there's guys who've played 20 tests. There's guys who played more than that, I think. And then you've got guys who are coming from the fucking sky, like um, – the Faisal, the Matt Faisal from the yeah, Reds, like which Hudson, is cool. Hudson, Hudson Crichton got called in from the Brumbies. Like he's got he's got five caps. So if you're going yeah. into an international um, five caps with Brumbies, so if you're going into an international setup, like you're stoked. Whereas if you're already played sort of 20, 30 tests, you're probably a little bit less stoked. You want a holiday at that point? <laughs> yeah, but I um, so a bit of mail there, and also I don't know. The Wallabies haven't announced their team yet, have they? No, a lot of photos of Holloway going up there. That's I have, interesting. I have, re- I have received a leaked team. Go on. Who, who's? Would you like me to leak it? Well, I think we should have some breaking news on this program. So there's a few injuries I think you'll find around. Uh, there's a few injuries that will prevent selection. Um, but the team that I have been told is Bell, Parecki, Alan Alatoa, Swain, Caden Neville for his first cap. Leota at six, Hooper, Valentini at eight, White, Cooper, Corabidi, Karevi, Ikatau, Kellaway, and Banks. And then the bench, Bainga, Seo, Slipper, Matt Phillip, Pete Samu, Jake Gordon, Noel Alessio, and Jordan Patea. What do you reckon? That's a fairly reliable source, but not not I can't I, I can't put I can't swear my life on it, but not a bad source. But that's not a bad team, really. Like I think Caden deserves to get picked. Um, you know, I kind of like David Parecki's story. Um, you know, there's I don't who's the standout hooker for you, like Falau. Falau, yeah. I think he's a standout hooker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me think. Well, what else has happened? Hold on. Falau's gone to the force. Anyway, that's the that's the, the what I've heard. Whether that happens or not, don't know. Um, but if it does happen, I told you again. Fuck you all. Um, Falau's gone to the force. Tom Horton's gone to Leicester. Has uh, he? Yep. Oh shit! Did they release that? I haven't seen that. Nah. Oh, I'm all breaking news. Bombs, You're bro. fucking finally journaling. I'm just what? dropping Dirtling. fucking bombs. Um, that's great. Uh, ben Willett, that got re- announced he's going to Jersey, I think, isn't he? Yep, Jersey that's Reds. good. I reckon there's uh, there's more to come. More to come for the Shoot Shield, man. Yeah, As so there I is think, every fucking year. I think you'll find a wild Polo Latu emerging at some point. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. You don't reckon he's done his dash? Nope. He's, my, he's younger than me. No, I know, but he just got kicked out of uh, France for, you know. Well, you tell me, Chubby. Who was the most celebrated player over the last time we we put a Wallabies team together? Probably Samu Karevi. Yeah, or Samu Karevi. He's been kicked out of plenty of fucking things during his time, and yet we welcome him back like a saint. So I think Tolu will return, and I think he will be in the mix. More breaking breaking news. He's a good player. Absolutely. He's a fucking hard motherfucker. Absolutely a good player. Man, well, there, there you go. Fuck, exciting. Mate, now, what about all the good news happening to the All Blacks at the moment? 
COVID here, flu there, sick yeah, here, injury here. It's good. Um, we don't wish we don't wish critical illness on anyone, but if he dies, he dies. You know, that's right. But is is the C word? Because if we use COVID, well, I've just used it now. If you use COVID, they fucking the algorithm hides you. But um, is is the C word COVID. a critical illness? Would you say? I don't know. Fuck, I forgot. Honestly, truthfully, I've forgotten it exists because once you have it, and like. Oh, didn't I have it? I called my, my friends at 5.30 in the morning. I've already told this, but I said, I need someone to bring me help. Like, call the fire department. I don't care. I'm in pain. Mm. Um, obviously, I react well to sickness and, and and issues in life. And then I called my mummy. So, well, big problems there. But once you have it, I just forgot it exists. I just feel immune now, which I, I don't know. Medically, someone can fucking comment on it. But I'm sure I'm not properly immune, but I don't care anymore. And I didn't care to start with. No, I, I didn't care. Diseases can't really get diseases anyway. Exactly. I've made, you should see my blood work up. It's fucking awful. Um, so, yeah. The, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what will happen. I'm sure that they'll all bubble up and fucking be fine for the next game. At the fifth string, all blacks could still win a test match. They have so much absurd depth. We're in big trouble with that Tonga Thor. Fucking huge trouble. Is he going? Has anyone actually said if he's going or not? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because I've heard, I've heard rumors that he's signed a huge money deal to go to France. Yeah. Well, I can't confirm. Know. I can't confirm. I'll reach out to him, but I, I can't confirm or deny at this point. I'm just. Not you sure. guys are pretty. You guys are pretty close. The yeah, um, close. the other thing, while we're talking about rugby, until we go on to life subjects. Is uh, BPA won the French top 14 on the weekend. Yeah, that was um, fucking cool. He was front and center of the celebrations, which is uh, kind of funny because I'd seen that side of him a few times uh, and the rest of the world may not have. But do you see the video of him falling off the stage? I did actually, yeah. <laughs> well, I can, look, I, I can only imagine that whatever flavor of lemonade he just had hit a little bit too hard and he had bubbles in his throat and he sort of just... All the Merlot. Yeah, fuck that. The awful celebrations over there with owners who throw exorbitant amounts of money around and French people just... How, how do they you. have... So how do they have so much fucking money? You're an expert in most things. Is it just purely TV rights? The top 14? Yeah. The team's a conglomerate, like privately owned, no? No, I know that, but still has to be a business. So how, how do they actually make money? Because the, some of the stadiums don't look that big. You'd argue that some of the crowds wouldn't match some of the crowds that we get here. Maybe I'd argue with very, little, with very little reading into it, I would argue also, like most business teams, the owners are spending to lose, like right. spending to lose money. Like, fucking, I don't think, besides maybe Dallas Cowboys, like – no owners anywhere are making good cash out of their out of sides. Like it's a perpetually poor thing to do if you become a millionaire overnight, which I will at some point. Um, of course. But like I don't think those French sort of conglomerate owners are making a huge profit. Um, I have seen the various their but different budgets though, and like. But, but I read Toulon was self sustainable at one point. Yeah, so, so they, like, they got to be making money. They were, they were, they were making money, but they're also the biggest. That, like, Fulham were the biggest franchise in the world at one point. Right. Maybe still, no. who knows? No, it's not but as like glamorous the as they once were. 
the diff, no, they're not. But the difference between first and fourteenth in the comp, um, in terms of like budget and what they have, is fucking stupid. It's like one hundred and twenty-five million pounds at the, I mean, euro at the top, and then like twenty-eight at the bottom. So like, it's the definition of an uneven playing field. What a fucking money, isn't it? How do we, we get some of that shit? I don't know. From what I from what I can tell, you sort of just float around forever, and then. Randomly rock, just no. You just sort of rock up in the gear one day, and they throw you a few fucking euro. I don't know how it works. Some um, fucking euro would go down nicely. Now, have you got I'm, anything specific that you want to talk about? Or are you happy to go straight to fan questions? No, well, I'm, I was. I reckon most of the fan questions are going to cover anything I want to discuss anyway. Um, no, wait, some wait, of them wait. are serious, to be honest. Oh, okay, well, that's good. But um, on a weekend where obviously ah, it's tough losing. I don't like losing. I don't like. Uh, I don't like losing. Like no one likes fucking losing. That's the most obvious statement ever. Oh, I love losing. <laughs> <laughs> to see um a lot of it this year. Fuck. To see to see Cowra win on the belt with a three point penalty uh, from the forty. Oh baby. What a great town, Cowra. Firstly, <laughs> firstly, what a great town. And when I eventually get my film career started, I feel like a documentary on the the Screaming Eagles of twenty twenty two is probably going to be. You know, my first hit. Man, the cow, the squawking eagles—they are by far the <laughs> my favorite rugby team in the world. But as long as they keep winning, then my endorphin release will be somewhere where I needed to wake up the next day. So, um, those are on them. fire. Good for them. Good town. Good people. Uh, we're big cow guys on this show. <laughs> all right, let's shoot. <laughs> let's fire into it. Let's fucking oh, do it. All right, there's there's some good questions here and some terrible ones as well. Okay. All right, should we go to the terrible ones first? You can care. choose, good or, good or terrible. Let's do the good I'll, ones. I'll go a good question. What tips would you give to a beginning coach out there? I am that. So <laughs> I, 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 well, I'd say I'd, I'm notoriously non-malleable as a human, but malleability, you need to be malleable. So I like to think I've put, a lot of my non-malleability in my private, in my personal life away and be more malleable to, to like, I suppose, outside input. I'm big on outside. I love outside input now. I'm sure I would have hated it as a 22-year-old. Um, you know, awareness of the fact that what you may have liked or what you think works or how your brain functions doesn't work for everyone else. Um, and honestly, I think you've got to follow a successful system. So, um you know, whether you're stealing some things from other people. I know like coaches, obsessed with coaches, like reading successful people's books or whatnot, but you, you've got to take habits from people who win, from winners. Um, so I suppose there, there's a couple of things that I've tried to do. Um, yeah, and I suppose I won't know really until sort of 10 years from now how, yeah. <laughs> how, how far away I was or how close I was. What are your thoughts the- on the system thing's very interesting to me because if you look at a lot of the successful sporting teams in the world, the Crusaders, um, the New England Patriots until recent years, Melbourne Storm, I'm sure there are others that I don't know about, but it seems to be no matter who you put in there, they just keep pushing out successful people, good teams, and, and it's because of the system rather than anything else. Um, so yeah. I think if you, if you have met a coach who has created a good system and you can somehow – get into that system, it's a very, very good way of progressing your career. 
Like yeah, even 100%. someone like someone like Scott Robinson, who's won I think six Super Rugby titles now, you know, came through the Crusader system. So he's he's managed to seamlessly go into that. Whereas if he'd have gone to the Melbourne Rebels, would he have won six Super Rugby titles? I don't know. Yeah, and also like you know, I like I'm very lucky in that Eastwood is a relatively successful club. Definitely. Um, so there, there's things in there that from year to year without knowing. Uh, habits or the the aspects of the game that then stick around for when you turn up. So there there are certain things that exist that you know if I was to have to go somewhere else, if I was to go, go left, right, centre, or to fucking Barker to coach, there's you know trends and habits that you can pick out of there because you know success has come before you. Um, yep. So and you got to add your own little spin on that, I think, and sort of try and amend that. But um, yeah, I'd say those things. No, that's very, very good. Now, that was our only good question. Sweet. Let's get <laughs> yeah. to the fire. Bring it right. to the fire pit. Oh, actually, this is a good question as well. Who is at the top of Jed's enemy list at the moment? The top three. That is a fucking good question, actually. I don't want to name mine. Mine's about fucking 100. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, uh, fuck. Straight My enemy's up there. No, Australia Post has slipped down a bit. They've started delivering on time, so I can't hate them anymore. Um, some of mine I prefer to keep private. Um, I'm trying to think of day-to-day enemies. Blockade Australia would be number one. I hate them so much. Okay. Um, like Blockade, they're the people who are strapping themselves to cars and shit on the Harbour Bridge. Oh, uh, how fucking one. boring are those people? They're my number one enemy at the moment. What I'd do you say, think? What do you think gets someone to that point in their life where they're going to do something like that? I've thought about this a lot. I think it's fucking awful parenting. Could be. Like any girl, I end up dating awful parenting. Um, so, yeah, Blockade Australia, definite number one. I'd say. The Chinese Communist Party are number two. Oh, what have and... they done lately? Was oh, this an easy answer? No, are you kidding me or no? No, no. Why? Like, what have they done to you lately? Well, they're extinct. They're exterminating portions of their population in the north. No, but, but of... to you, to, to so me, you're, they're an enemy because you you have this great love of the world and the people in it that they're now an enemy of yours. No, they're moving into the Pacific, and they're going to be knocking on our door. You watch. So it, uh, my two, I can speak a little bit of Chinese. I can speak a little bit of Chinese. Farm. <laughs> what does that mean? More schooners? Bar- barbecue pork and rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. They're, look, they're my two major ones. I don't want to, I don't think I have any, like, as I, we spoke about earlier, people just die to me. They don't keep my enemies. I have a few people who I'd like to um, shove some things in their face, but I, I prefer not to name them like I'll give them the air time, I reckon. Oh, we just got a couple of new questions pop up. Uh, is it true that Greg Dowden officially kickstarted Chubby's podcasting career? I would say that it is true. That is true because I, I watched it. I was living in California and I sat on the lounge and watched yourself, Greg, and was it Jake Douglas? Jake, yeah. Engage in what Greg Greg thought was going to be a rugby conversation and just turned into YouTube baiting him on questions about immigration. <laughs> you know, sure, you know I should have kept that going because I remember those episodes got way more than anything else I've ever done, view wise. No offense, we'll get there eventually, Jed Gillespie. No, uh, any other no, comments no. on Greg? Um, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I 
don't have any. Everyone fucking always asks me. I have nothing to say. I don't know. No, you know, that's that's probably good, I, I reckon. All right. Uh, did Jed put his head in the shino ball? Shine shino ball, ball though. I don't. Yeah, what, what I, I do shine my head. It does look shiny at the moment. It's because of the above light. I prefer to have it a clean shave, but I don't shaving every day gets really exhausting, as you'll find out in sort of 18 to 20 months. Um, <laughs> and I look, I, I will say, I do have a very keen eye for baldness uh, just because I went through it myself. I've got a keen eye for those who are balding. It's all, I was watching a Colts game the other day, and it's always good to see uh, some balding in Colts. Um, two things I love to see in Colts are full sleeve tattoos and balding. Yeah. Because you know that that kid has done some, like, so, had a crazy life up to that point. So, shout out to the Gordon Loosehead uh, prop who was really, really suffering there on the boredom scale. He's a big fan of this podcast, by the way. <laughs> he will be soon. <laughs> Who's the best boxer at Eastwood right now? Smiley, laughing face. Oh, one of our second graders, his brother's a professional boxer. He's actually, he, he, He's, he's the best boxer. Aiden King would be the best boxer, I think. A few of the few of our Polynesians in first grade think they can box. They can't box for shit. Um, shout out Ratu can't box for shit. Um, Sione's very scary. I haven't seen him box, um, but yeah. So I, I, I could definitely, I could definitely smash Ratu any rounds. Let's bring it on. But I think Aiden, Aiden King from twos would take would take the take the strap there. You got to you got to be very careful. Because occasionally you run into someone who can actually fucking box, and then it, well, then we're all fucked. Um, I I always tell this story. The first time I went to to jujitsu, I was like walked in, and the the professor's like a sixty kilo, the nicest looking guy, looks like an accountant, yeah. and uh, and it could easily kill you, no questions asked, like hmm. like like the um, yeah, just the first... like a child. Yeah, well, my, look, my dad told me to box a little bit when I was young. And then when I started going to a boxing gym, when I retired, I like I got long arms, and I was obviously in like the beginner class, but I was a little bit above the beginner. So they when they put us in sparring, like fuck, I didn't, I don't really want to get hit. So I was just jabbing, just jabbing people in the head. And so I walked away after the first session. I went back. And my old man was like, "Well, how was it?" I said, "Mate, this is fuck. I'm the best boxer on the planet. <laughs> I haven't been touched." And then. I didn't get second session, didn't get touched. Third session, this fucking, like, I think he was a, like a truck driver. Like, he's pretty jacked, like mid-90s. And he just fucking uppercut me. And I was like, oh, this is awful. This is he awful. Pro- I, did he hit properly want- or? Yeah. Six, 16 ounce clubs? Yeah, 16s. I yeah, ducked. Right. And then he hit me fucking square. And I just went, well, that was horrific. I don't want that happening again. So I'm either going to have to get very fast or quit immediately. I can't fight to save myself. (laughs) I I can't fight to save myself. And I was doing kickboxing for a while. I got to do it again because I've become a lazy, lazy fuck. It's not like I don't have the time. And I've I've gone into class one day and the only spare guy who didn't have a partner was this 118 guy who's an actual kilo guy who's actually a Muay Thai fighter. And it's like, 12 and 0 and those people are terrifying humans man he was yeah, like he was annoyed at how shit i was it was yeah, I'm, like, sure, I'm sure he was the the i actually do have a quick tale i was going to tell it later but sam talakai got called into the wallaby squad and it relates to boxing iron um which was a bit of a spanner to be honest because he's been playing at suntory for like 
a couple of years. Hasn't really played anyway. He's been making that spinach. Oh, I don't know if you if you got capped. Oh, it would surprise me. I'm happy for him. Don't get me wrong. I would just it just came from left field. Um, caffeine gum fan. I hope he gets it. Oh man, I, I like him. He's a nice guy. He just he's a good to, fella. He took a different path there. Um, the first game I played out of school was a trial match um, against Sydney Uni in first grade, um, and I was way too young. And it was 2011, rainy, and also all the other grades got canned. And um, we packed the first scrum, and I think Dave Hickey was playing hooker at the time. It was before he went to seven. Talakai was a tight end. I can't really, like, I can't remember who their loose head was, but first scrum came up, and Jared Barry was behind me, and he's just throwing rights at Sam Talakai. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? And I just sort of slowly, like, merged into the hedge like Homer Simpson like I just walked backwards like what the fuck like literally all in blue like there's like five five guys from each team I'm at the epicenter but somehow I've managed to get all the way out of trouble but like that was like 10 minutes into my first game post school and I was like this ain't for me Honestly, so those are back in the days where you could throw a punch and not get well that, particularly, in, oh, particularly in trials back then like some shit really got away from you and then there was another punch on in the same game, and I was just thinking, fucking surely my 50 minutes is up here, Manetti. Get me off the fucking field. I remember seeing Guy Shepardson knock a guy out at Randwick in a shoot shield game. He's like, fucking jabbed the guy and sort of held his shirt, and the guy just crumpled. He's like holding up, and he's sort of turned around looking at the crowd, put the guy on the ground, and I think he got a red card that day. Yeah. But because it wasn't on film... He got away with it. Yeah, exactly. Mate, I watched Kent <laughs> fucking um, Celesti Marfu just punch the living fuck out of someone at TG one day. We're talking 20, he's, 20. He's a terrifying person. Yeah, he, I was a big fan. And he, he, he would have thrown 40 <laughs> uppercuts and it's a red card, but it wasn't on field. So it's like, right, you can have two weeks off. Meanwhile, these days, you fucking trip over and sneeze on someone's shoulder and you get don't tell me the judiciary, mate. I don't want to talk about it. You get fucking 16 weeks. You represent like, your players. Do you represent your players at the judiciary with your legal background? No, I'm not <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Next, <laughs> well, next question. Yeah. Oh, actually, got some new questions come in. Yeah, mate. The okay. people fucking want that. People want more. They want more. Will you interview Hasbullah? I'd love to uh, interview. He's actually he's coming to Australia soon. Um, Bullshit. But Maybe we should no, try. He is. But someone said, "Are we going?" And I said, "What do we do? Like, what does he do? Does he just fucking stand there and we look at him? <laughs> do we insult him or what happens?" So I'm open to interviewing Hasbullah, but like, I'm not sure what I'm buying a ticket to. If I buy a ticket to go see him, what does he just fucking stand there with his little hat on? Like, what Love the fuck? When he's eating ice cream, you know, on the barstool interview. Um, there's yeah, some yeah. behind the scenes stuff where they throw like a Swiss ball at him while he's on yeah, a road. He's got a great right hook, but I just don't fuck know. that's funny. I'm open to going, but I don't know what I'm going to. I feel like I'm going to the fucking zoo. Like, it, it's not like I'm gonna put it. Yeah, it's a bit like, like going to the darts, just be like the craziest party. Well, ever, <laughs> so he just sits on a tiny chair on stage and everyone drinks. I don't know, it's pretty weird. Sounds, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds fucking great. Um, this is an interesting question, and it's afters at El Paso question mark. El Paso is the name of the um, 
unit residence that I live at in Hunters Hill. Um, so um, good luck trying to rob me, anyone who doesn't like me out there, because the rest of the place is filled with fucking junkies. So good luck. If you knock on the wrong door, you're going to get a fucking a hot spoon to the eyeball. Slinging snap kick to the face. Um, is Jed a flippy or a floppy? I'm not quite sure what that means, but it seems like an interesting question to ask. I don't know what that means. So I can't answer that. All right, there you go. It's a fucking uh, awful question. Are there any oh, that aren't just intelli- unintelligible? No, this one's a good question. Uh, might be Mr. X asking this question. How far does looking the part get you in rugby? Oh, hey, that's a very good question. Whoever's asked that question knows my theory on this big time. I think it. I think looking the part, particularly when you're young, gets you three quarters of the way there. Like, yeah. If we're talking academies, if we're talking. And it makes sense to some degree. You can't have a big bag of vomit who's a gun rugby player coming into training because it's going to take you two years to getting looking and playing like and at the right fitness level. So I I used to always, oh, I've said this before, but I used to give out one bad piece of advice a week like on purpose and when, to the young guys and one of them was look the part. Don't worry about being the part, just look the part. And if you think back of how many fucking people I knew like, who would pretend to footballers, but who'd end up in some sort of program because they were absolutely jacked, shredded, right size. They sort of train right. I'm sure their 40 time was fine. They, their yo-yo time was good, but they couldn't actually play for shit. When you throw them on the fire in real pressure, they fucking melt. Yeah, but that's the, that's the beauty of professional sport because there's 12 guys every weekend who aren't on the fire. They're just fucking chilling. Like, it's unbelievable how easily you can get you could get through a super rugby season and not play a game if you played your cards right. Like you go, you get signed, you're not going to be in the starting 23. I got a calf, fucking calf there. Don't play any shoot shield. Go back to contact the fucking cars. Oh, I got a hip pointer injury. There goes fucking two weeks, um, oh, two months. Like, fuck, we you, can I name could, how many guys that do that. If I if I have to do it as like a social experiment, like put me in, I could you could get through a whole Super Rugby season fully contracted and without playing a game. So people do that, and a lot yep. of them look for the years part. and years as well. Yeah, for years and years, and they look the part. And like at, at the end of the day, like when it, when contract time comes up, they go, "Oh fuck, you know, we've put so much time into him. He's a good he's bloke. Been, he's been yeah. Well, that does happen. <laughs> good occasionally, good club been, player. He's you know. been putting up. He's been putting up good numbers, and he's, he's fit. Like I think next year could be season. You know, like that's that's it. That's life. There's so much of that, man. There's so much of that. Um, which, is I, why, I don't... which is why. Which is why. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. You've got to, You've got to fucking. You like for young for the young guys in particular. You can be a gun. You can be a gun hooker or a gun six. But if you build like a noodle or you're a hooker and you you sort of don't really lift weights and you're kind of fat. You know how outstanding you're gonna to have to be to get signed. Like, forget sort of eight and a half out of ten every week. You have to be a twelve because they got to look at you and go, "Fuck, we have to. We're gonna to have to train him twice as hard." You know, he's not the right shape. He, he clearly doesn't. He's not gonna know how to train like a pro. Same with the six. He's built like a noodle. He needs to gain ten kilos. Will he play well? Take like you have to be so unbelievable as a sort of fucking not looking the part guy. That's why it's just so much easier to look the part do the training, and then you really only have to play like a, you know, seven and a half, eight rather than a 10. you got terrible genetics. Who did? What if you do? If you got, I didn't have great genetics. 
I mean, I don't. I lost my hair at 19 years old, so like, I, it's not, that's not outstanding. I had small, small forearms and small calf muscles, which is very non-conducive to muscle gain. Um, you have big calf muscles, don't you? Oh, fat fucking ass. Terrible upper body. I got called a T-Rex because I got these little arms. <laughs> <laughs> the little short arms are good for power. So that oh, goes it's to not show. true. It's not true. It goes to show how little training you did, you fucking coward. <laughs> yep. Yep. What was I just thinking till you really interrupted me? Oh, I reckon the best job in sports is a backup quarterback or the third string quarterback in an NFL team. You never play. During training, you're throwing to the fastest people in the world if you throw at all, and you don't get hit. And they just bounce around for years and years and years, earning you know a couple of million a year. Yeah, so it's a tough in rugby sense. You're like you're third string halfback, third string hooker. You have yeah. to make yourself just available enough where they can pick you for a super game, but not available enough where you have to play club football and just sit there and yep. don't get the reps. But maybe you have two games a year enough to re-sign you and then roll it over. So you can do that if you're good at it and there's been some absolute go to the game. Um, I'll have to think about whether I'm – because me and Mr. X have a goat, a genuine goat of all time. Um, you play prop, prop for uni? <laughs> no. I know who you're thinking about, but we've got a better one than that. Someone who maximised their utility to the age of 38 and played fucking on average – 2.5 games a year. So, super professional you know. rugby? Yeah, super rugby. 38. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about it. I would have. Oh, I'll I'll take, I'll, I'll play, played for a shoot shield team? Mm, I don't think so. But that was part of the brilliance. He was sometimes available, and then other times he, he didn't. Oh, fuck, I just wrote brilliance to you. That's not what I meant. Uh, wait till you get this. You'll be like, oh, you're kidding me. Ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So I actually know him. I, I actually know him. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's a good guy. He's, he's a really I good know. guy. I, I know. Yeah. I've, I've, I've spent like small portions of time with him and I've heard nothing but great things otherwise. But 38 retired and like unbelievable. It's just got, it's just coaching, just coaching. Yeah, he's. Uh, oh, let's, not, let's not give too much away. Right? Didn't, oh, let's, yeah. let's not give too much away, please. <laughs> being the greatest of all time of hanging on to a contract, is, I don't know. Some people find it funny. Some people will find it a huge slap in the face. I'm not sure. I think he would find that funny just quietly, but but you know, I don't know him well enough to make that. Uh, I was going to start a Facebook page dedicated exclusively <laughs> to him at one point called the uh, uh, Appreciation Society, but. <laughs> I haven't got her answer it. I started a Jed Holloway one once. I got bored of it. I should do yeah, that well, again. It's, it'd be tough if your mum just commenting on every post. Like, Shout out to Debbie Holloway. Debbie. Legend, of a, legend of a human. All right. That's that's all I've got. You've got I'll no just other check. questions? No. Although that was fun. That was fun. There was some good good stuff in there. Oh, yeah. That's it. Do you got yeah, anything look, before I, we go? Yeah, look. I'm going to be The next year, I know you got to go away from training. Um, the next couple of weeks are going to be fucking wild in the future. They really are. Like, mm. There's a few teams, like I know we're playing a few teams in the next sort of three weeks who are playing for their lives. And in some ways, we're, you know, we're in the same boat. Because like, you know, two, if you take two L's on the trot here, like, you, I reckon you're going to go into an absolute logjam nightmare. And it's going to be one of those comps where 
I don't think it'll be like the final weekend six has been. So like I remember 2019, I think we lost the final game of the year and it, we went from first to fifth or something. Like it was insane. Um, and if we'd won, we, we would have been minor premier. Like I think it's going to be like that again. Um, yeah. And I think that some of the teams who are going to be playing for their livelihood, like they're going to have to take a few wins in the next two weeks before they get their guys back from the scam or from the Wallabies or from injury or whatever. So it's 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 going to be some pretty intense uh, weeks of rugby. Um, so that's something to look forward to for fans alike. Um, also, shout out to the um, before I forget, I popped an absolute smattering on the hill at um, Rap Park. Um, Hillbillies. Oh, well, yeah. I as I said, I like fucking. It's a weird one because the. I always like going to Warringah. I never had a. So problem. do I. I like a lot it. of people no, hate I it. Still I, like like, it. I, I like playing I still there. I like going it. there. The firstly, I find it hard at clubs where you don't have somewhere to watch from necessarily if you're coaching. And I know that's absolute fucking like obvious first world problems. Like, but, yeah. but like it, it is like we sort of you get out there and you're like, holy shit, where do, where do you go? The rats they sell out the top boxes. Um, and like so, sort of find yourself in hard work halfway. A few of the um, few of the older fellas were like tough, like that boys. Good match. We'll see you next time. And I was like, well done, guys. Deserve it. Have a good beer. And then, like, you get, like, a 50-year-old bloke who's just there by himself with his daughter, just absolutely fucking hammered, just fucking trying to get into me. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to punch that guy's teeth out. Like, just let me do it, Bachelor. Let me do it. And I was escorted away to the to the change room. So, shout-out to the fucking – shout-out to that guy. 50-year-old. The 50-year-old – there's a lot of people that you hate at the moment. I feel the same. There's lots and lots of hate going around. Um, Here's another thing I found out. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's absolutely rapid. I caught up with an old, old acquaintance who'd spent some time in Russia. And he played Russian, Russia sevens, not for the national side. He was saying he was making over 100000 on the Russian sevens suit. Let's just say we have a good friend who is looking into going to Russia at the moment. And I think they're out of their fucking minds. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't play 15s there because I've heard when you play 15s there, it's run by the mafia. If you lose, you're fucking in stride. Um, but the I didn't realize the seventh circuit was like six games or something. So he was, hey, showing, was... Me these, he was showing me these videos of like him at parties. There's a guy with like a bulletproof vest on and a grenade. And I'm like, I don't know if that's funny or not. I, I, I mean, it's funny to look at for me. Yeah, I'm a pit water, but that's scary. It's cool, it's cool though. Yeah, it's I was cool. Looking, but... I was looking at flights to Russia because I was just, you know, you can jump on Google flights and look, and it's like 36 grand return. So you'd want to... Oh, well, that yeah, well, war. There's the war in Ukraine. So I'd imagine going to Russia is probably not that easy at the moment. Well, I'll be going um, to Taiwan shortly to take up arms against <laughs> China as a... Just send south. So you, you watch, you watch, Toby. Oh, Mark my words. No, that's absolutely right. And my, um, um, my piece of uh, my piece. Of, I know you're gonna ask me for my thought of the day. Um, as we're wrapping up, guys, if you're out there in the city or if you're in the country, God forbid, they would never go to the country. They wouldn't go, dare touch Cowra. And you see blockade Australia. I want. I just just, want you just quietly, Cowra is the first place I'd go if anyone invaded. I would go. Yeah, to I, I, thought, well, like, yeah. I thought about. Obviously, all men think about this because we watch zombie movies and play fucking Call of Duty and stuff. But 
should we be invaded, I will be heading to Cowra. I think there'll be people who put us up there, give us plenty of guns and munitions. Oh, definitely. Um, find definitely. me a bride of some sort, and we, we sort of restart the world from that farm. So we just sort of grow it out from there like Adam and Eve. Um, but if you see Block Out Australia in the street, just sort of close your eyes for a second, pressure on the accelerator, just keep going. Or just dig the boot in. Just dig the booty, no one will see it. All right. Like I just we cannot we cannot pay having crazy people do this shit. The world's a fucked up place at the moment, Jed Gillespie. There's all yeah, sorts of shit America's going on. America's on fire and I'm I actually don't have a strong opinion on that one, so I'm not going to anywhere fucking near that. Yeah, that's that's one of those ones as it's no real win commenting on that one. I just feel no, very America's, bad America's for a lot like, of people. America's no or yes. There's never a Middle ground. There's no, yeah, yeah, and Australia is all middle ground. We, all we do is middle ground. Um, you got any thoughts apart from run people over? It's a great no, thought, I mean, by the way. I'm sure everyone's thought about that. But what about some final inspirational messages to your many, many loyal listeners? Shows building nicely, people. Remember, by the way, I building what nicely. I said last week, whether I gave this one, if I gave this last week, it's just going to show that I need a brain scan. But no, I'm fucking with you there. I can't even remember a what lot, you said. No. A lot can happen in a year. That's what. That's my message for this week. A lot can happen in a year. You can have a broken arm right now and be a fully professional player next year. You could be in second grade now and be in England next year. You could be killing it right now and be nowhere next year. So a lot can happen in a year. So if you're, if you're not where you want to be right now, the year's time you may well be. But it depends what you do. But a lot can happen in a year. That's my message for the day. So we won't talk about what's just happened to me, but let's just say that I completely agree with you. And sometimes some really fucked up things happen to allow some very good things to happen. So that's very, very wise advice from you, Jed Gillespie. In the same respect, I could be in the military in a year or I could be coaching. I don't know yet, but a lot can happen. Um, Well, you know, once cannabis becomes legal in this country, I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to my parents. I don't do drugs. They know that. I no, you just around. sell them. You just sell them. I, I went around for my my dog's birthday, and I had to explain to them that I didn't do <laughs> don't do drugs. I didn't, however, go around for my brother's birthday. So I figured that one out. Not a particularly good family member. Well, magic mushrooms aren't really drugs, I guess, if you have them in an omelet. Well, anything called magic, like how could that be bad for you? Magic, <laughs> mine, magic mushrooms. All right, magic mushrooms underrated. Underrated movie, Magic Mark, actually has a good story to it as well. Uh, it does. Yes. Aspiring, yes. Aspiring strong, person. Just fucking chase your dreams, people. All right. That was a good episode. I really enjoyed that. Anything Anything before we go? I've got nothing. Love each nah. other. Um, get off social media. It's a pile of steaming dog shit out there. Oh, if you see anything that you think is going to piss me off, tag me in it and I'll get done. Oh, yes. Do that. Buy caffeine gum, like, subscribe, share, buy nudes, share nudes. And most importantly of all, oh, I'll see you on Saturday too. Bye. Oh.